0: She's not and look at us go Watching future perfect, twilight is torn Man, weekend is gone Watching her love, rose that went by that you don't know Anna Kendrick, her, this is her time Away we go
1: Mm -hmm. Away we go Away we go Mm -hmm. The Anna Kendrick
0: show back to another episode of kicking it with kendrick i think it's episode like 24 23 now
1: uh i'm trying to pull up my my original notes but it's been a bit so i actually don't know
0: we're getting pretty close to the end here anyways um
1: We're, we're getting there
0: right so I think we got like four movies left
1: this is episode 23 And following episode 23, there should be roughly four more episodes.
0: Very cool. Maybe
1: five, depending. We'll see.
0: Today, as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Jeff. Hello, Jeff.
1: Hello. Thank you for introducing me. And uh, how you been, Pierre? How's it going? It has been a bit since, I guess, as of recording this, the last episode hasn't released just yet. We took a bit of a break. Yeah. Um, but we actually recorded the last episode before that break, so it's been a while for us, but on the last episode, it was a while for the rest of our listeners, so, uh, yeah, how you doing? How you doing, Pierre?
0: Um. I'm doing well. I just finished my last exam yesterday. Heck yeah. Um, so I'm just kind of wrapping things up here at the university. I want just want to try to do some more RA stuff before I leave, but other than that, I am good to go, so that's nice. Um. And yeah, it's it's very sunny. We're starting to hit summer, which is very nice too. So I am not complaining. At the nice. moment. What about you, Jeff?
1: Uh I'm I'm doing pretty good. I actually just recently got some news that affects this podcast specifically. Mm. This will date this episode a bit. For anyone who doesn't know, uh the other Kendrick just announced a new album. So at some point, we are gonna we are gonna cover that. I have a specific plan which I have in my notes, but I haven't discussed with Pierre yet, so we'll we'll get to it. But, like, I want to talk about that album, and I want to do it before we're done talking about Anna Kendrick movies.
0: What's his first album in, like, five years? Yeah. Which is really crazy.
1: I think so? That sounds right.
0: Yeah. And he just, well, yeah, he's just teased it. Nothing's truly been, like, announced, announced, I guess. Like, we don't have any, we have an album date and title. We have a release date for sure. But yeah, and we're just waiting on the art, and I guess, I I don't know. I feel like he's not going to drop any singles. I feel like he's kind of past that point. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it's going to be really cool to see. Looking at the present era, Jeff, what movie are we talking, what movies are we talking about today?
1: So today, we are going to talk about two movies, and it's really interesting that you say the present era because the first movie we're gonna talk about is one that was shelved for four years before it came out. So this is a movie not only from the past, but from the even more distant past than it proclaims to be. We're gonna talk about the movie Get a Job first.
0: I am William Davis. And that's Jillian. She's great. This is my crew. And tomorrow it's our turn to take over the world. Have a nice day, boys. Will tells me that you are about to start at Johnson & Johnson. Will is finally gonna be paid at LA Weekly, yes. Reporting for duty. We don't have a job for you. What do you mean?
1: Before we talk about it at length, and we will, uh, Pierre, what did you think of the movie Get a Job?
0: Um, it's you know, a movie. There there is actors in the general plot. Kind of. High praise. High praise. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's just, I don't know, it's it's one of these movies that it was actually very easy to watch, I guess, like, it feels like a background movie that you would maybe put on while doing literally anything else, which is unfortunate, I think there was like some interesting elements in it, like it, I definitely mm-hmm. felt like, it was a very Judd Apatow kind of inspired movie, but it just mm-hmm. had none of the elements that make a Judd Apatow movie good, and it just kind of felt like a cheap imitation mm-hmm. um, that didn't really go anywhere, so... Yeah. And I think I think the, the biggest problem is they cast Miles Teller as the lead. Casting Miles Teller as your lead has only been a good thing once, I think. Um I
1: Yeah, I loved him in in Whiplash. Yes. Because of Whiplash, I've always been fairly certain that I do like him as an actor. But I actually cannot think of anything else I've liked him in, so maybe I don't.
0: Exactly. Well, the thing with Whiplash, the genius behind Whiplash is you're supposed to not like him. He's he's supposed to be an annoying character mm-hmm. because he's... It's it's just that he's obsessed, you know? And I think that works. So Miles Tyler works great for Whiplash because I don't think... He's, he's just not a very... He's, he's like a charisma black hole. He doesn't... <laughs> like, he's not necessarily a bad actor or anything. I just... I do not like him. I don't...
1: <laughs> I just want you to know that, like, if we ever get to the point where we can sell merch... The very first merch we're gonna have is a T-shirt that says "Charisma Black Hole" on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, I feel bad saying that. I'm sure he's a very nice guy, but like, I haven't. Mm-hmm. I just I never like him in in leading roles, but he keeps being cast in leading roles. So
1: I don't want to say that he cannot be a leading man, but he's not. A, he's definitely not a leading man the same way that someone like Ryan Gosling or Jake Gyllenhaal or Robert Downey Jr. is. And clearly none of those three would have been a good fit for this movie, Get a Job, either. But Mm -hmm. they kind of wanted him to be a more, like, snarky, charismatic type in a similar vein to what some of those guys can do. And, like, he's not that kind of a leading man. Like, he can do okay in that kind of a role as a very side character, Mm -hmm. I guess, probably. But, like, he doesn't have the that's not his strength i don't think at least not enough that it would let him be a good leading man for something like that
0: yeah well especially in a a comedy that what feels like potentially a stoner comedy it it doesn't he just does he's not a he's well, for, he's not a comedic actor he's not a charismatic mm-hmm. actor um it kind of it just bothers it's it's the same same thing with like that other movie we watched with zac efron and that other guy just, uh,
1: Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Yeah, Mike
0: and Dave need wedding dates. It felt like a a comedy movie that was where they hired a lot of non not really famous comedic actors. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and where in Mike and Dave need wedding dates, I think that Zac Efron really gets by in that movie because Zac Efron has this weird serial killer energy around him. Yeah. But like, Miles Teller doesn't have in a leading role like that if he's if there's something very interesting about him he's not bringing it to the table like
0: yeah
1: yeah, like there's just very little in very little reason for me to be interested in his character here Mm -hmm. and like he, he just played like an annoying character but we're not supposed to dislike him yeah and so yeah
0: yeah and they kind of have some branching stories, too. Like, there's some side characters. I don't know these actors, but I've seen them in other comedic movies before. I never really found them funny, though. Um, there's that one guy from SNL. That plot line was just weird. He's he's working as a stockbroker, I think.
1: Guy from SNL?
0: I think he's from oh, SNL, okay. yeah. And all, the only thing I can remember from his plot is they make him drink, like, deer cum. And that was, like, the main, like, joke in his story. And it was just kind of, like, it just felt like a really lame, like, Ooh, let's see how vile we can make this joke. So this
1: movie was shot well before The Wolf of Wall Street, but it definitely feels at, like the, the stockbroker part feels like it's trying to go for that same kind of thing. Like, let oh, stockbrokers are all bros, right? So we're going to make a bro comedy in this part. And like yeah. he's got to drink deer cum, I guess. Just,
0: it didn't work at all. It was a lame plotline. And then there's that other one with the school mm-hmm. the school teacher. That was kind of interesting. I just don't really like the actor that much. There wasn't really much of an arc there. It's just like there's like four scenes, I think, maybe at the school.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah, so I, I don't know. And they were like really short scenes too, so.
1: So I guess, yeah. like, before we get too ahead of ourselves, this movie Get a Job uh, is a 2016, but actually 2012 movie about... I. I think this is just like a movie trashing millennials. I think that's the whole point of it. I'm not really sure. It's a movie about like the experience of being a young adult in 2012 and trying to get a job Mm. basically. So it's like Miles Teller and his roommates who are played by Nicholas Braun, Brandon T. Jackson and Christopher Mintz plus are all trying to get jobs with varying levels of success uh, and Anna Kendrick is his girlfriend who has a job when we start. Mm-hmm. And as we follow Miles Teller, he gets a job essentially using his skills as a YouTuber, if I remember right, to um, get a video editing job in a video resumes company, like yeah. a company that makes video resumes.
0: For Since when is that a thing, by the way? is Has that been a thing for a while? I've never heard of this. So
1: I've only heard of that in the context of other 2012s comedies because I remember in How I Met Your Mother, Barney Stinson has a video resume. I have never heard of that in any other context <laughs> besides that and okay, this movie.
0: Cool. Nice. So yeah, that that just felt like a very odd. Maybe it was like a big thing in like 2012 specifically, and then it just didn't like age very well. I don't know. Wait, did you say mm-hmm. know it's 2016? But it's based. No,
1: 2016 is when this came out. But it's based. 2012 was when it was. Shot.
0: Oh, I see that. Okay, that makes This sense
1: movie sense. sat on a shelf for four years.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I did like some of the. I I thought well, like that makes sense that Brian Cranston was in this because this was, I like, guess, he was he filmed this during like his oh, Breaking yeah. Bad years.
1: Yeah, Brian Cranston plays Miles Teller's his dad who gets yeah. laid off and then also has to get a job.
0: Yeah, I actually I liked him in this role a lot. He just didn't. I thought he any. carried
1: this movie so hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like a good. He's he's extremely charismatic in the role. You he's mm-hmm. he's funny, but you care for him. The plotline itself just felt relatively static, I guess. But he he definitely was like the most interesting part of the story. Who else? Who who do you, who else did you like? Did you like anyone else?
1: No, I hated this movie. This I is my least favorite like... movie we've watched for the show.
0: Um, I liked Alison Brie and like the couple scene she was in, even though her character oh, yeah, was just wasn't... kind of like
1: yeah, women can commit uh, sexual harassment as well yeah. that was her character yeah
0: yeah so i didn't love that part that also reminded me a lot of that that chick from mike and dave need wedding dates with the cousin the cousin that oh. the fuck uh, their dates uh, aubrey
1: mm-hmm.
0: aubrey plaza yeah yeah it was just for some reason they find it funny to have this just extremely sexual harassy female character
1: was mike and dave need wedding dates around the same time I don't
0: know. Shockingly,
1: it, it came out the same year, which means it was actually oh. much later.
0: <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know what's with that that character um, trait, but that, I thought she was okay. There was one other person I liked. I can't remember. Well, I can't have liked them that much because I can't remember who they were off the top of my head. <laughs> Maybe that was it then, actually. Uh,
1: this movie also what? had Marcia Gay Harden. It also had Christopher Mintz-Plasse. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: He didn't really do anything, did he? No. Yeah. I'm trying to think of his plot line, but he didn't have a plotline.
1: Oh right? now I know. Oh no, what he, he had this he had the stalking
0: uh... one. He was the stalking guy.
1: So there was um Jay Farrow is in this from SNL. And oh, he plays yeah. a pimp.
0: He was who, really good. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, he plays a pimp that Miles Teller's character makes a video resume for. Yeah. And yeah, um, he was he was funny, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't, <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, like it didn't hurt to watch. It's just a very mediocre movie and like pretty boring to watch. Nothing offensively bad or anything like that. It was just like, nothing really happens. And the thing is though, the, the premise, I can see why the studio would check this off. There's, I, I think there's potential in that idea for a movie. I think they just hired, mm. everyone was hired wrong, except for maybe Bryan Cranston. Yeah. And Jay I think
1: like, yeah, I would I would agree with nothing offensively bad but like this is my least favorite movie that we've watched for this show and I liked it less than the Mark Peace experience and like straight up, I think oh, wow. on every episode Wait, up oh my until God. now okay. yeah, I think on every episode up until now since the Mark Peace experience, I've been saying I will be surprised if there's something I like less than the Mark Peace experience.
0: this speed this the- it. this is it that's actually crazy
1: but as you said like there's actually nothing offensively bad in this so i'm trying to like put my finger on why it is that i like this so little and i think it's just that like this is a nothing movie the concept is this generation is soft but there are jobs and only they can do them i guess or something i don't know and so like well first off i don't find that a very interesting concept so i'm a little surprised that like you could bring a whole movie out of that. But (laughs) like beyond that, it's like this movie has almost no potential, which is probably, but like it just sort of washes. I, I don't remember it as well as I remember the Mark Peace experience, but it just sort of washes past me more. It's like, this is the second Miles Teller movie I've ever seen where the like worst thing I can say about it is also the thing I would, you know, most emphatically say about it I don't remember this movie very well. Like in Fantastic Four, that's one of the worst superhero movies I've ever seen. Why? Because I don't remember it at all. Like, I don't even remember it being especially bad. It's just, there's nothing to do in that movie. Nothing to grab onto. And I feel like for the most part, that's kind of what this movie is too. With the Mark Peace experience, there's potential there and you can see that potential. It's just squandered so hard that Mm. like, it's almost infuriating to watch at points, and it's not a very good movie. Yeah. And in this one, it's like I don't even know what there is here. Like if there's there was no potential here to begin with, and they made a movie that was as good as that sounds, which is not very good. Am I surprised? No, because I don't feel anything from this movie.
0: <laughs> the, even like the character, like the 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 character arc feels very. Um... Like it doesn't really make any sense. The whole movie is he's like he has got a job and he wants to make money, but then for some reason he finds that he thinks it's okay to like jump onto some. It, it was really like some like random energy drink startup that'll just give him a blank check to do whatever he wants.
1: Except that he didn't get hired by them. He formed his own company so yeah. that they can hire his company. Which was also like,
0: like, why would they do that? <laughs>
1: it's like that's that's the inspiring message
0: from a youtube video like he took the job i don't know it was it was just very yeah and then the the inspiring message for brian cranston's part was if you commit assault on people you will get an interview for a job it was like "Mm." oh yeah
1: because he like idolized the guy who runs xerox yeah and so he broke into his the building broke into the building and like assaulted the guy and was like hey hire me now or more of this is gonna happen
0: it might have been way funnier if like they assaulted people it would have made more sense if they assaulted people and then he didn't get the job Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know it was trying to be like a feel-good movie too at the same time it was just i don't know it reminded me a lot of honestly of like knocked up in a way but to me knocked up was just way better on every level if that makes
1: sense. well mocked up is good for the most well,
0: part well yeah that, that too <laughs> up's yeah really I think good. like
1: the frustrating thing about this movie is I do not know how this could be salvaged like I don't know how you could make this movie better because there's scenes that are fine but like this movie wouldn't be better with more of those scenes that are a little bit funny it would probably be worse because like Alice and Breeze scenes are kind of funny add more of them it would get old really fast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that... Yeah.
1: So, I think we should briefly, if we can, talk a little bit about Anna Kendrick in this movie. Sure, yeah. Do you even remember her in this movie? Um.
0: No, she doesn't really do much. She. She's, like, I'd say the second... Like She's, like, co-star, right? But I can't... She's not really given an arc at all. We just kind of no. see her... She's more of a foil to or a motivator slash foil to Miles Teller's character to pressure. It, it gives them a pressure to get a job. Yeah. But then eventually she's like, it's okay. You don't need to have a job, which was more confusing. Cause <laughs> it just yeah. randomly switches for because be, there's like this small part where she becomes a stoner playing video games, which was like kind of interesting. But that's like for like, that goes on for like 30 seconds, I think in the movie.
1: I don't know, the there's the ghost of a character arc there. Like where she she gets laid off from her job and gets like and and becomes a stoner and starts playing and starts getting really good at Halo. Like that could be a character arc. It's not here, really. It's just like a funny joke once. Yeah, it's not
0: presented as one at all. I don't know. There there
1: could be something there, except that this movie doesn't really care about her very much, I don't think.
0: Yeah.
1: Which I guess is fair. She's basically just a cameo in this movie.
0: Yeah. Unfortunate. But, uh, you know, I thought she was all right with what she was given. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Nothing really special.
1: I guess ultimately, like, I would just kind of have to... If we had seen this before Cake, I would have put this in our list of, like, ranking Anna Kendrick cameos, because that's really all she is here. She's fine. Mm-hmm. Not, not Not bad, but, like... Considering she's on the poster, it's weird how little she has to do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. Right, okay. Let's uh on. let's move on.
0: Well, I'll, do you want to give it a ranking now or should we wait till the end?
1: I mean, I would put this bottom tier. In in terms of like how good Anna Kendrick is in it, probably upper bottom tier or maybe like mid bottom tier. She's just there's just nothing to grasp onto.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'd say this is definitely like more bottom tier for both. Mm. for sure. Um not as bad as Mark P's experience. I think that was way worse. I'm sorry, but yeah.
1: No, I, I get it. Like I liked this movie less, but this movie is harder for me to articulate why I like why I disliked it than mm. Mark P's experience, where there's just so much Mark P's experience is actively bad. Yeah. This movie is passively bad.
0: Yeah, like yeah. It's just media it's extremely mediocre, this movie. Like, yeah. yeah. Anyways.
1: Let's uh, quickly go to a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the next movie. (laughs) I've got a lot to say about this one. Uh, We're going to talk about Table 19.
0: I'm 22 years old, and I have no idea what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And I'm fine with that. Charlie got a job today. Oh, McDonald's or Taco Bell. Middle school chemistry teacher. Sculpting minds. It's the same wedding. It's the same celebration, no matter what table you're at. You okay? You got something brewing up here. This is where I'm sitting, so if you end up in the high teens, you know where to find me. Today will not suck. Hi. Hello, my God. I am Renzo. I've achieved puberty and I'm in a rock band.
1: I'm Walter and I've also reached puberty.
0: I'm Francie Milner's first nanny.
1: I can smell the toilets from here. That's how well we know the bride and groom.
0: I'm Eloise. I got dumped by Francie's brother, the yeah. best man back there at table one. Oh no, kidding! This is a great table. It's a great one. <laughs> it no, it isn't. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Not nah, it is. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of the episode where we are talking about table nineteen. I don't really know much about this movie. Was this? This feels like a streaming movie. Was it?
1: It was actually released to theaters. Oh well. Probably not for very long. This is a secret Duplass Brothers movie. I don't know how much I've talked about the Duplass Brothers on this show, but, like, they're two of the other big names in mumblecore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I didn't realize this is a mumblecore movie until I started watching it, and I saw the Duplass name flash across the screen. I'm like, oh, no, it's them. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, the Duplass Brothers make, like, most of their movies do go to theaters, but they're, like, very small movies. Like... Mm-hmm they're like very indie stuff so that's that's kind of what this movie was
0: Mm. yeah i did really like i because i'm not gonna lie i saw the reviews for this movie for going into it and from i remember Mm -hmm. they weren't that good i was pleasantly surprised by this movie
1: i actually was as well for the most part i have some issues with it later on but like in general, I thought this movie was a very pleasant surprise because I had also seen the reviews that said this movie's trash, yeah. and I disagree. it's not trash.
0: yeah, I thought I guess the premise of the movie is that they're at a wedding, and they're at the reject table, Table Nineteen, where yeah, supposedly, no one likes them. Anna Kendricks, the main character, she was one of the bridesmaids until her boyfriend, yeah boyfriend reject or broke up with her. Right before the wedding, or I think a week before the wedding or something like that, over text?
1: Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so... She's now at the table that they describe as the table with the people who should have known to respond with regrets. Yeah. Basically, people <laughs> who were invited as uh, exclusively as a formality. Yeah.
0: yeah, which is, I think that's like, a pre- that's like a decently funny concept. I think it would have worked... a great maybe- concept. I don't know if it's like a great move. That's what it. Felt this almost felt like an extended TV show episode, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. it's like it's all centered around like that that idea, um, and it's it's very much kind of it's almost like a bottle episode in a way. But like,
1: I saw a review of this that called this called this movie the finale of a tv show i haven't seen yeah
0: like that's, yeah that's that's
1: that's exactly yeah, it no, this, that's, is the, this is the final episode of like a 12 episode limited series or something
0: yeah i could see them like each character has their own like like episode and then they merge at the end or something like that i don't know mm-hmm. um but yeah i think like wait who's who's at the there's anna kendrick who's the ex-bridesmaid there is the tony Revolori, i think is that his name
1: Tony Revolori from Grand Budapest Hotel and Spider-Man.
0: Spider-Man who plays the... I don't even... Actually, I can't remember how he's related to the...
1: He is the son of a friend of the... He's the son of someone who was a relatively close friend of the groom, I think. But like they drifted apart. But they still kind of knew each other. So he was invited. But like he couldn't make it. But his son was also invited. And like that. It was it was a very tenuous relationship, like mm. not one that of any of all of them. He was the one that like probably shouldn't have even been invited the most. Mm,
0: yeah, was, and then there yeah.
1: was Stephen Merchant, who plays yes. <laughs> he, he's he's great in this. Uh, yeah. He plays like the dad's incompetent brother who's like in jail for I don't know if they ever actually say what he's in jail for, but I think it's like embezzling. But, like, he didn't realize he was doing it. He's just, like, really stupid about it or something. Because he's kind of dumb. And that's, like, his main character trait in this movie.
0: Yeah. He's, uh... I actually, I don't think I've seen Steven Merchant in a role I didn't love him in. I think I've loved him mm-hmm. in everything. Even a movie, like, I I feel like he didn't need to try as hard as he did in this movie. But it, it feels like it comes so naturally to him, too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like he's acting at all, like... He's huh. a
1: naturally hilarious person.
0: Yeah. Have you seen that movie, Role Models, by the way? i yes, No, not. But role models. wild. Uh, role. Hall Pass. Hall Pass. No, I have that. Okay, ask. never mind. I just want to see. He had a really small role in that, but he was really good in that, too. But yeah, that was cool. Craig Robinson's in this. Second
1: said, time in two weeks, we talk about was, Craig Robinson. Yeah, that's
0: weird, right? And he's supposed to be married to. Is he married to her? He is, is married Kudrow, to Lisa Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow, but they are in a tough point in their relationship i think
1: yes yes and they were invited because they own a restaurant and i think the uh either the groom or the groom's dad or maybe it's the bride's dad also owns a restaurant in the same area but he owns like every restaurant in that area they own one yeah which again weird reason that they get invited but i guess they're part of the same like they hang out in the same circles
0: yeah it's kind of nice oh and then there's i think the last one's the nanny.
1: Yes, June Squibb.
0: All I remember is that she just nannied the kids when they were really, really young, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And then I guess we got what kind of the antagonist, not the antagonist, but like Wyatt Russell as the ex-boyfriend. Yes. Um, who Anna Kendrick hates, who has a decently big role in this too. hmm Yeah. And I don't know. I think the whole it it felt it reminded me a lot of community actually where you just have a group of random strangers kind of brought they're all extremely different brought into the same place just a bunch of rejects and they just slowly form a bond throughout the whole movie
1: and what really works with this is that they all have pretty good chemistry with everyone with everyone else at that table so yeah. like just seeing them bounce off each other works really well
0: yeah like i i wouldn't necessarily say the writing between them was like hilarious or anything but like I think like the, like you said, like the feeling of them being together felt fun Mm -hmm. and kind of made up for it.
1: Well, and it felt natural in exactly the way it has to, like, these aren't people who would normally hang out, but like, I can totally see this being, you know, a random group of people at a wedding, like (laughs) that actually get put together at a wedding table and this is how they would react. Yeah. Like, Yeah.
0: So um, yeah, I think that that stuff's really. That it was just it was really fun. There's that one scene when they're I think they're smoking. It's like the nanny's weed on in the in the hotel room. That that's when it really really clicked for me. I think I felt like this was like a team of people. So yeah, and I think like the character arcs, they all had their own kind of mini character arcs that like worked out pretty well. And like I think we're given <clears throat> a decent amount of attention. <laughs> I lo- I loved. I think Stephen Merchant's arc is the best where he just i mean it doesn't really change but he just becomes more he's technically revealing more about himself throughout the whole movie mm-hmm. but then like everyone's like we already knew you weren't like <laughs> it's so obvious he wasn't like a businessman or any anything like anything he said he was
1: oh because i think he says he's he's a businessman who does business like yeah. he doesn't say anything about his business he's just like yes i'm in uh i'm in a very important company and i do company things."
0: Yeah. And I, I honestly like I this feels like another like just like oh we're just going to shove this character in and he's just going to be really weird and people are going to look at him weirdly and that's going to be funny right. Mm-hmm. That's the way it felt like it was written but I feel like Stephen Merchant brings like this really he's really he seems really crazy but there's like this very innocent quality to him that well, I think like... really saves the character from just being a throwaway like like just ooh, it's the crazy guy you know.
1: Yeah, because the core of his character was just that he wanted to help out. Like at one point, uh, there's a running joke where Lisa Kudrow is wearing a, she's wearing a blazer that looks like what the dining, what the wait staff is wearing. So she keeps getting mistaken for wait staff. And at one point she just gives the blazer to, I think if I remember right, she gives the blazer to Stephen Merchant mm-hmm. and then he just becomes part of the wait Staff mm-hmm. and just like helps them out.
0: Yeah. That that was really I like it at, at the end when he's like still helping clean up the stuff and they have to like drag mm-hmm. him away from, from like from being a waiter, yeah I don't know he he was just he really nailed that role I think and he he's a big part because I honestly was very disinterested at first until I saw his character, and I thought it was it kind of drew me in but it didn't it never annoyed me so I really appreciate that about that mm-hmm. character. And I thought the dynamic between Anna Kendrick and Wyatt Russell's characters was, like... It w- it felt very cliche, but also, like, I feel like it had its own kind of charm in a way. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it didn't feel like the typical, like, oh, they're just trying to make each other jealous. Because I feel like they kind of handled it very maturely at the end, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: Like, if I have a problem with that movie, it's basically... Not exactly that, but just part of what you said. I think this movie leans into cliches really hard by the end Mm because it starts out with like a nice, like with like a good premise and they're going about it interestingly. And like, it's getting by really hard on, on the characters just vibing with each other. But then as it goes on and the plot actually needs to develop, Mm -hmm. um, the plot that develops isn't that interesting, and like they all go on a team building exercise through the forest, and they pour their hearts out to each other, and at the end the the romantic leads get together and it's like I think this movie is what not, like ninety minutes
0: eighty seven uh, minutes less,
1: yeah yeah, this movie's eighty seven minutes. I was thoroughly invested up to about forty five minutes and then it mm. dropped off pretty hard because it just leaned into things that every other movie that's anything like this has already done. Mm -hmm. Like I thought that Wyatt Russell, at one point Wyatt Russell has like a very emotional speech about um, why he broke up with Anna Kendrick over text. Mm -hmm. And it's really well delivered. It's like a really good moment, but it's also a moment I've seen in 50 other movies. And so like, it just didn't feel special and like i don't think the movie the movie hadn't done anything up to that point to make me think it needed a moment like that or even really deserved one it it's not like it came completely out of nowhere it's just like oh we're at this point in the movie so i guess this is the next thing that happens is a big emotional speech yeah and so like that's my only issue with this movie is that i think i think it gets too cliched it at times and it feels like it didn't have to because the first part of this, the, the first part of this is pretty original and like pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, that's why I think it kind of felt like a TV show too, like with the, it just didn't really feel like it was trying anything new or
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: the, the, the characters are relatively passive in terms of like, there's no narrative thrust to push them through the movie, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, which is why I guess like 45 minutes of just watching them hang out is like kind of enough at a certain point Um, yeah
1: I think like what I would say about this movie and it's a weird thing to say about it is it's safe which like this movie doesn't need to be risky at all but it's but like I mean that as a criticism I think this movie is too safe
0: Mm. well yeah I think there's a lot of like surprisingly like they were out of the wedding for like a long period of time like the the main wedding, I guess, ah, or what? Like I don't really know how weddings work, but
1: uh, it's um, the reception—the part that comes after the wedding. The yeah,
0: party. yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, I think there there's definitely a lot more they could have played with that setting and the social dynamics there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so yeah, I it, that's why it just it's, it feels like a streaming movie. Like it's it's filler in a way. It's fun. It's fun. It's enjoyable. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say it's bringing anything new to the table or if it's like something I would necessarily want to watch again. Yeah. But yeah, I think like the, this like this would, this could be to potentially be a great pilot for a TV show too, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But like, yeah, as a movie, uh, not so much. I don't know.
1: I mean, like despite what I've said, I would recommend this movie. I think it's Mm -hmm. fine. And I enjoyed it a lot. You know, it's not perfect. And I also probably will not watch it again. But like, you know, it's, it's got its charms. Yeah. And in terms of, I think Anna Kendrick, I think this is one where Anna Kendrick is actually one of the stronger parts of it again. Mm-hmm. Like Stephen Merchant is the standout here. But I think Anna Kendrick is like right behind him as actually being like fantastic in this movie. Mm-hmm the part that like immediately got me hooked into this movie is at the very beginning, everyone's getting to the table and they're trying to figure out who's every, who everyone is at the table. People are trying to figure out like why, what is this table? Cause like, you know, at a certain point you can kind of figure out like this table is for friends of the bride, friends of the groom, et cetera, et cetera. Like there's, there's, you can figure out a rough theming some sometimes. So they're trying to figure out why they're all put at this table and Anna Kendrick comes in. She's like, Oh, I did the wedding planning. Here's what here's why we're all at this table. And like, it cuts to a thing where she's laying out every single table and like, talking about the whole process. And I thought that was awesome. And like, really introduces the idea that I thought this movie was going to be where they're like, trying to figure out basically the mystery of why does everyone hate them so much? Why are they here? And like, that is what the movie is for the first 45 minutes. But like, it's not that much of a mystery, so it doesn't need to be, you know, that for more, lo- for longer than that. I think if this movie was half the length, it'd be great.
0: Yeah. That's what the TV show like. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. It coming
0: up, right? Yeah. And if not, they just, if they wanted it to be a movie, they just had to beef up the plot. I think they had a lot mm-hmm. of the other elements there. They just had to get, get more, more, just more. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, I... It's nice to see Craig Robinson in a movie I liked for once. <laughs> um, and same thing with Lisa Kudrow. I I feel like she's she's a great actress. I just don't see her in that much stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Revolori, same thing. He's a great actor.
1: I didn't like him in this one though. I thought oh, he fair. fit the role. I didn't like the role.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: I really I hated his character so much that like
0: yeah.
1: it didn't affect my opinion of Tony Revolori specifically but I would really like to see him in a movie where I both like him and like his character. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say where, where would you rank this roughly in terms of Anna Kendrick movies and in terms of the lady herself?
0: I'd say this is kind of like maybe pitch perfect three levels for me, maybe between one and two, like halfway through the middle of those um but yeah definitely like more of a mid-tier one for anna kendrick herself i actually think i liked her in this role so this is for me like an upper tier anna kendrick movie Mm -hmm. i'd say
1: i would i would mostly agree i think this is like in terms of i think this movie is brought down a lot by uh the second and third acts but like even though it's brought down a lot i would still recommend it i'd put it like probably you know comfortably in the mid-tier in terms of movies but Anna Kendrick, yeah, maybe, maybe lower up, maybe lower high tier Anna Kendrick performance, yeah. personally. Well, I guess here. Oh, yeah. go ahead.
0: Oh, I was like, I, I can't think of anything else to say. I was gonna to say, exactly. are you
1: excited for next week?
0: What is next week?
1: next week is actually i i think i may have said this before i hope not but this is actually the movie i was most excited about going into this uh going going into this show next week we are going to talk about the 2016 i think 2016 movie by direct from director paul fee it's actually 2018 we're going to talk about the movie a simple Favor*, which uh i'm very excited about have you seen that one, Pierre? I have not. I really hope you like it.
0: We'll uh, point soon.
1: I guess we will. Yeah.